You know, one of my favorite things about this time of year, you can sit outside first thing in the morning with a fresh cup of coffee. There's really nothing like it, especially when you live in a beautiful place like Colorado. And there's nothing like Boyer's Coffee, the legendary Rocky Mountain roaster since 1965. The beans are always roasted in Denver, ensuring the freshest cup of coffee you can get your hands on. You can either pick up Boyer's at your favorite local supermarket or at Walmart or Sam's Club or... You go online at boyerscoffee.com. Believe me, you can find an amazing selection of Colorado roast like Aspen Gold or Breakfast Blend or even a variety of flavors like French Vanilla, Hazelnut, or Southern Pecan Coffee. You say pecan or pecan. Never mind. Do yourself a favor and hop online right now. Check it out for yourself. The selection is unlike anything you've ever seen. And as one of two natives on this show, we love supporting Colorado companies. And we hope you will as well. Boyer's Coffee, brewing coffee right here in Colorado since 1965. Hey, let me take a minute and talk about Molly Spirits. Man, I love this place. Football season is here. And you know what that means, right? You get to watch college and pro football games, maybe some high school games with your family and friends. And while you're spending time watching those games on the weekend, you're probably drinking a little beer, right? The best place to get that beer, that would be Molly Spirits. Not only do they have an amazing selection of all your favorite beers, but also brands that you might have never tried But once you do, you're going to love. Their beer of the month is from the San Francisco Brewery 21st Amendment. Give it a try. You know what else will make your game day special? The Molly's Select Program. That's where each product in the program ends in 97 cents. These wines and beers and spirits are not only great values, but quality products as well. Believe me, you can't go wrong with that combo. So as you get ready to watch your favorite teams... Do yourself a favor and head to Molly Spirits, either the Lakeside location at 44th and Harlan or the DTC location on the west side of I-25 in Arapahoe, right next to Sprouts. Molly's Spirits. It's a shopping experience that will keep you coming back for more, guaranteed. This is the Dave Logan Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Dave Logan Podcast. Dave Logan and Julie Brownman, podcast number 136. Six or seven. Hi. You usually don't open it like that. Hi. I know. I'm sitting here in my car. Oh, you are? Uh, no, I'm actually sitting in the studio. Is it 136 or 137? It's 136. 136. Very well. Yeah. How are you? Good. You? I am unbelievable. I am so stoked that the, the preseason is over. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I'm, got- I'm seriously fired up that we have no more preseason football. I'm fired up for that, and I'm also fired up for what we saw the other night against Minnesota, that we didn't have to go into the season on that note, that they went against the Bills, and that they're going into the season on the other note of like, okay, it's you not feel better. Death, doom and destruction. Do you feel better? I do. Do, do you? Eh. I mean, yeah, I suppose. I, I mean, I wasn't, honestly, I wasn't tripping like a lot of people were after the Buffalo game. Yeah. And I, I know they out. look better, which is good. They played harder. Uh, they ran the ball effectively, almost six yards per carry. Yeah. So that's that's good. But again, I, I really, and especially now when you don't see starters, I don't know how much you can take from a preseason anymore. You used to have a pretty good idea because you'd see your starters for a while and you'd see how they sort of look and then you'd say, okay, this is going to be fine. But But the honest answer is, 
we don't know. We didn't. We saw a handful, minus two or three starters, the entire preseason. So there is a, a lot, not only about the Broncos, but just a lot in the NFL in terms of what we know and what we don't know about all these teams. So the regular season for the Broncos kicks off two weeks from today. We taped this on a Monday. I was going to talk about this later, but this is a good segue into maybe I'm thinking, all right, we haven't seen the majority of the starters. Is Are we set up to see some pretty sloppy play initially maybe. right off the bat? Maybe. I mean, it could be. I, I think – I mean, normally yeah. speaking, at the start of the year, you're going to see – I mean, defenses should be ahead. You're going to see some – you're not going to see the most efficient football. Let's put it this way. I, I don't know that we'll see anybody in the NFL that will be playing their best football in the first quarter of the season or so. I mean, you hope to be playing your best football in December. So, I mean, a lot of times it comes down to – who makes the the fewest mistakes because both teams I mean more than likely both teams are gonna gonna make some mistakes well I think we're due for maybe some false starts maybe a little bit of holding especially when you look at the Seattle game I mean they've been playing Geno Smith and they've been playing Drew Locke by didn't the way. you say Drew Locke would start at one point I don't know if I said that I said I wanted him to start yeah so he's not because I guess he had three picks and that doesn't work out well. two were two were really bad I mean, like, like bad, bad. But we can talk about that. Yeah, I mean, I mean the false starts, they're going to have to go on a silent count in Seattle because that, that crowd is going to be revved up. And you and I have talked about this. It's the worst time for the Broncos, which I think, matter of fact, I know the, the league thought about this. Um, Seattle, I, I guess you never know, but I'm – fairly certain that they will not be a playoff team. This is not going to be a team that is going to win the NFC West. That said, they don't know that coming up two weeks from tonight. It's their first game. It's a home game. And they're facing their former teammate in Russell Wilson. That place will be completely bonkers. So whatever the Broncos do on offense, I think a lot of it will be with the silent count. Also, though, it wasn't the fans that made the decision to get rid of Russell Wilson. I feel like he was. You don't think they polled like a <laughs> sample sample size of Seattle Market? fans? What do you think? Should we keep Russell? Yeah, no. See, no. it wasn't. What there wasn't a push to get rid of him. No, Russell thing. wanted out, and I think I think management realized um, that they could cut a deal mm-hmm. and probably get uh, get a bounty of draft picks, which they did. Mm-hmm. So. We'll see which team it benefits the most. I, I like Russell Wilson here in Denver. I think he gives them a chance to win every game. Um, and that's something they have not had since Peyton Manning in 2015. So a couple things to talk about. We have right? a couple weeks to for this opener to talk about on the 12th. One thing we did learn today, Ian Rappaport reported at 9.30 this morning that the Broncos will release punter Sam Martin after he indicated he would refuse any pay reduction. So they're going to go with Corliss Waitman, yep. who has less experience, but he's about $1.4 million cheaper. And, and a lot of decisions in the NFL come down to that. Waitman has NFL experience. He punted briefly in Pittsburgh last year. They've been fairly even in the preseason. I mean, obviously, if what uh, Ian Rappaport said is true, and he's pretty locked in. And Martin had a chance to take a take a, a pay cut and refused. 
I mean, that says two things. One, uh, he's got large stones because he must feel like he's going to be able to go out and get a get a, a bigger deal somewhere after being cut. And two, the Broncos would have preferred to have kept him. So we'll see. We'll see how the how the uh, Corliss Waitman experience works out. So I kind of think that's a little concerning that you go from somebody that you know what you had in him. No, I mean, that that happens all the time. Well, but special teams hasn't really been a Broncos forte lately. So wouldn't you go with maybe the safer route? Not if you can save $1.4 million and and spend it somewhere else. Now, you can spend it somewhere else this year. You can carry it over to next year. I mean, NFL teams for years and years and years have all done the same thing. They're looking to cut payroll. They're looking to take from you – and put it in the bank, and then maybe we have to use some of that money in the bank to go get that guy. So you get to a certain age where, I mean, if it's close at, at a certain position, I mean, it's pretty obvious they're going to go with the player that saves them a little bit of jack. So, yeah, not, not that's not surprising at all. All right, I'm going to remind you of that when it, he punts it like... Well, I didn't, I didn't say I'd make that arts. move. I, I didn't say I'm going to wear a Cor- Corliss Waitman t-shirt. <laughs> I just said that that's, that's standard operating procedure for most NFL teams. The Broncos have a few decisions to make as on Tuesday there is the 2 p.m. deadline of getting down to 53-man roster. I think one of the first things that jumps to, to this con- conversation is who's going to be the backup quarterback. Josh Johnson or Brett Rippon? Boy, that is a tough one. Um, that I, I've gone back and forth on that. Uh, you're in a similar situation, not 1.4 million, but the Broncos would save about 300,000 or thereabouts dollars if they if they kept Brett Rippon and cut Josh Johnson. That said, Josh has some experience with these coaches. He also has an experience edge in terms of him being in the league. I thought he threw the ball better in, in preseason game number three, that home game against the Vikings, than he did against the Bills. I thought the ball really came out of his hand well. I, I had him slightly ahead of Brett Rippon uh, prior to the Buffalo game. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think now, I, I don't know. I, I would be tempted – I would be tempted to keep Brett Rippon. And if I if, if I were in Vegas right now and you said you got to take $500 of your money and put it on which backup quarterback the Broncos will keep, the first thing I would say is, why? <laughs> and then I think if I were forced, I think I would take Rippon. But it is really close and would not surprise me if it's Josh Johnson. Well, who wins the eye test, regardless of age, regardless of salary, regardless of experience with these coaches? I mean, we're talking we're talking about backup quarterbacks. Yeah. I, I think what you have to do if you're Nathaniel Hackett and and staff, you've got to you've got to discuss. Okay, if Russell goes down, let's say he goes down for three games, mm-hmm. which guy do we think right now gives us the best chance to win those three games? Which guy understands the offense better? Which guy can get us into and out of the huddle? Which guy can make the necessary throws? Which guy can make the necessary checks? Which guy can check into and out of good and bad plays? Um, and I don't know. I mean, that that's something – I mean, honestly, that would be something only the staff would know. I, I Again, I would 
give the slight edge to Rippon. I think from a money standpoint, you save a little bit. You know, they wanted to keep him last year. So George Payton, um, I mean, George Payton activated Brett Rippon when Houston uh, was about to, or the, the word was out that the Texans were going to claim him, right? So I think maybe the Broncos feel like you could cut Josh Johnson and more than likely he would get through waivers. Then if you wanted to re-sign him, so be it. But if you cut Brett Rippon, there, uh, there's a chance that somebody picks him up, just like the report had last year. There's also a couple guys that I wanted to ask you about that flashed during training camp that we thought, oh, well, that's, you know, that that might be something that actually though may not make this team. So let's start with Jalen Virgil, who didn't have a very good start to that game. No, I mean he's trying, but I would give him a pass, and I think I, I would hope the Broncos would as well. I mean that kick, he was lined up in the middle of the of the end zone right at the goal line. They position kicked that thing into the north uh, east corner of the end zone, and he, on a gallop, was trying to feel that because you knew he wanted to bring it out. And it just hit his leg and rolled out of bounds. Now, true, you can't make that mistake because they started on the three-yard line and then went 89 yards. But, um, yeah, I, I have been a big fan of Jalen Virgil. I think that... Um, if I had to handicap it, I think he'll probably get cut and hopefully re-signed. But I've seen him make very tough catches, contested catches. And for speed guys, and he's he's a 10-2, 100-meter guy, 10-2-something, 10-2, I mean, that's, that's almost world-class speed, and that's the kind of speed that uh, – and I said this on the broadcast the other night. There are probably maybe 8 to 10 guys in the entire NFL – that run like that. They're hundred meter guys that run ten two. There's a lot of fast guys, but that's that's extra fast. So you can't teach that. Um, but I don't know that the Broncos. I mean, they're going to keep Montreal Washington, the fifth round pick. He's earned it. He'll be your kick return guy for sure. Yeah. So now the question becomes: Okay, who's a better receiver at this point in this offense? Is it Seth Williams, who's had a hell of a camp? Um, is it Brandon Johnson, who's had a hell of a camp, but he got hurt early in that game, so I don't know what his status is. My guess would be they would cut Jalen Virgil and then try to re-sign him. I've heard Malik Reed's name being bantered around as being cut. As I, think it's been a, I think it's an interesting training camp for him. Um, he's played a little bit too much mm. for a guy that they really value. That sounds crazy. But he, he's been out there a little bit too much for me. I mean, to the point I'm like, okay, what, what is 59 doing out there? If, if he's going to factor into your thinking this year, what, you know, what is he doing? So, um, I mean, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be a starter, obviously. You've got Randy Gregory. You've got Bradley Chubb. Is he good enough to hold off? A Baron Browning, you know, you, you know Nick Benito's making the club, right? So now all of a sudden, I mean, how many edge guys are you going to keep? So I, maybe, maybe they played him to showcase him. Possibly, mm-hmm. I, I think Malik Reed has ability. Uh, he's never going to be Von Miller, but very few other guys are either. So I, I think that's a name you keep your eyes on. I don't know if there's been stars in training camp. I'm. But Browning has been one of those that, you know, has just seemed to look he's better. He's caught your better. eye. Yeah, he's caught our, he's caught our eye. Yep. Long and uh, talented, can run. 
Um, yeah, he's. I mean, he's he's going to be in the final fifty-three for sure. You mentioned that at the start of the podcast that we, because we haven't seen starters, what do we really know about this team? There were a couple things I think that we did learn about this team, or things that made me feel a little bit better going into the season. KJ Hamler was out there. Yep, had a few catches. Like, you know, got a little bit of, of game action since tearing, I think, his ACL last September. So and took was, a lick. Yeah. Okay, so that was good or, to see. Or, or a big shot, what, how, however you want to phrase it. I feel like take a lick sounds better. It sounds like... If it, you think, it's puzzling to me why that would be better for you. <sighs> Never mind. Okay. Mike Boone? Uh, I thought Mike Boone looked great. That was the Mike Boone, honestly, that you saw glimpses of in Minnesota. I mean, really quick feet, fast, hard to get down on the ground. Uh, you know, I don't know if he's just healthy now, completely healthy, but we didn't. He got hurt early last year, um, and we really never saw that. And you, you didn't get a chance to see it against the Bills because, I mean, God Almighty, they they never even, uh, you know, they couldn't block anybody up front. But I thought Mike Boone uh, did exactly what he has to do to solidify that third spot and say, hey, if you need to put me in the game, uh, I can be productive. Any other names that we should be watching out for Tuesday at 2 that we didn't go through? In in terms of being cut? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, listen, most of the guys that played on Saturday night against the Vikings, most of those guys will will not be here. Now, the question is, it's a little artful in terms of guys you cut because you you, you cut guys that you think you've got a chance. I mean, some guys you cut because you've come to the conclusion they can't really play at this level. They can't help you. But other guys will be cut, and you're hoping like hell they sneak through waivers because we want to re-sign them. We want to get them back on the practice squad, which has been – extended more more practice squad players so that's that's where just having you know scouts and and having the ability to sort of keep your ear close to the ground and listen and know what other teams are looking for and did somebody get banged up this past preseason game and if so might they want or might they absolutely need one of those guys you're thinking about cutting at that position and if so does that change do you cut a veteran guy knowing that They'd be a little less likely to take him, maybe because of salaries. I mean, it's it's like a huge, honestly, huge game of Monopoly, right? I mean, you're trying to figure out, do I buy Park Place? Do I let it go? You know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's really the fun. I think for George Payton and those involved in these decisions, this is kind of a fun time of the year because these decisions that are made by 2 o'clock tomorrow um, are so critical not only for this year, but how you build your team moving forward. Life is tough in a lot of professions, and people get fired, and there's things that go wrong at jobs. But when you think about this time specifically in the NFL, it just sounds so stressful if you're the, on the bubble or sure. you know you're not making it. And what does that look like? Like you were in the NFL for a number of years. Is it? It's a. It's a call. It's a. Hey, he wants to go see you, and you. You freaking know. Yeah, what that is. You know what I, um, I? I was fortunate enough that I never really worried about it at all in my career up until the last year uh, when I was traded here to Denver. But I mean, for a lot of guys, you know. And I talked to Brett Rippin after the game, and I said, "What's the next forty-eight hours going to be like for you?" He said, mm-hmm. "Stressful, mm-hmm. but you know, you don't, you try to control what you can control. You carry your cell phone around." 
but you never want it to ring. And, you know, if you get through an hour and it, and it hasn't rung, mm-hmm. then you feel pretty good. Then you go on to the next hour, right? But it's, um, you know, your hopes and dreams, everything that you've ever wanted to do with respect to football in your life is like teetering on the brink. And, and sometimes you feel like it, it leans one way and you're about to fall in to the abyss and the other time it sort of leans one way and you think I'm going to fall on solid ground. Um, it's important for young guys to know that even if, you know, even if you don't get released um, when they have to put the names in tomorrow, I mean, there'll, there'll be other names that the Broncos will probably look at on the release wires from 31 other teams. So you might not get the call by two o'clock, and you take a deep breath, and you, then you might get the call at six fifteen tomorrow. So you're you're never, you know, you and I've talked about this. The NFL breeds insecurity. This is one of the times that I'm talking about. You just don't know. You're hoping that you did enough to catch the eye of one of these coaches, and it was good enough to make the team or the practice squad. And aren't we better than it used to be, you know, you put everything in your garbage, in the black garbage bag. Aren't we better than that? Isn't the NFL Is that how you got fired? Have you ever been fired? Uh, My contract has not been renewed. So that's kind of getting fired. That's kind of getting fired. Did you feel like that was you getting fired or or just oh no i was getting fired i mean i felt like um no when they your contract doesn't get renewed they're yeah. basically like we don't want you back <laughs> you know good point i should <laughs> that's kind of a dumb question on my part um yeah yeah so it sucks oh it's i mean sucks. it's somebody it's somebody telling you you i mean and for a lot of, of these guys with respect to football it's the first time in their career that somebody is telling you you're not good enough for us I mean that that was me in my tenth year, um, and and it's like, it's eye opening, it's shocking, it's humbling, um, you know, and it's difficult to deal with. I don't care if you're a rookie or you're you played ten, twelve years. You know, when they finally come and figuratively speaking, tear the jersey off your back mm-hmm. until you go find something else to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know there is an adjustment period, and for some of these young cats, I mean they. You know, they get cut here, but the dream lives on. You, They still think, and their agent will tell them, hey, you know what, we're looking here. Pittsburgh might have an interest. The Washington Commanders, I mean, somebody's looking for, you know, a wide receiver or an offensive tackle, and so you try to stay in shape, and uh, the dream lives on. And in the meantime, you stay in shape, and it gets to a point where, okay, now it's getting time where I have to go get a, a job to pay for my rent. Yeah, but you got to stay in shape because you never know when you're going to be called. So, man, these young guys, and, and I can feel for them, they hang on to their dream as long as they possibly can. Do you ever want to, this happened to me once, where that, you know, you get the talk of like, hey, can you meet me in the office? And you walk in, you're like, oh boy, why is HR here? Um, that you wish you could have handled it different? Like you wish you could say something a little smarter than what you said? Like, do you remember? It's only happened to me one time. And it was Dan. Was it, it was Dan? Dan? It was Dan Reeves. And what did he say? Um, he just said we're gonna we're gonna release you and we're gonna go in a different direction. I hate that. And um, I've got a young guy uh, here that you know we're not getting any uh, practice time for, um, and it's hard to do with with six receivers. And so, uh-huh. well, we tried to trade you, but um, we didn't have any didn't have any takers. And so, now the, the funny thing about it, and I, I do not remember. Uh, challenging Dan uh, although in my mind I thought when he told me that there was a young receiver that they really liked 
in that they had to get some practice time. I remember thinking like, hey, listen, you can tell me anything you want to, but I know damn good and well he can't play. And so if you're cutting me and trying to tell me that this because of him, then good luck. But I didn't say it. And then like, I don't know, two, three weeks later, he got cut. Right. So, I mean, it's a hard thing for coaches and I have a different perspective now after yeah. being, being away from it for 30 plus years. But I mean, it's, you know, it's hard coaches. They can't possibly like sitting there across the table from somebody and basically ending their hopes and dreams and or career in, yeah. in my case. So there's probably some tears. Um, no, he, no, he not didn't. for you. I'm saying that. No, I don't. Dan did not. <laughs> No, I don't no, didn't shed a tear no, at all. I'm, I'm saying you know? that when you're saying that guys don't like to do this, there's probably along the way, like tomorrow, like yeah, you're going to have to I, see a few guys I, break down. I don't know. I don't, you mean the players? Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I think by and large players just say, Hey, thanks for the opportunity. Shake hands. Mm. And they go, they go on their way. I, I'm maybe there are some tears. I know a couple of cases where players have reacted really strongly, like they're pissed like they want to challenge the decision or challenge the coach. So, I mean, it's, you know, you're talking about emotions that are really raw because you, you know, again, as I've said before, you're ending the hopes and dreams of of some of these young guys. And that's tough. Before we end the podcast, I did want to ask you, and it's okay if you say no, actually, I just saw on Netflix the Untold, the you know, the series, the Manti Teo documentary. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. Obviously, yeah. I remember, you know, when that happened. But it, it what's so good about this is that... He, he got duped into falling in love with somebody that didn't exist. He got catfished. Catfished. And who didn't exist was a man, basically. Oh yeah. And so it happened, it went on for three years. And, um, you, you know, but they not only talked to Manti Teo, but they talked to this man about why he did it. And what was his response? Um, he basically was confused about his sexuality. And so he took on Facebook, he, he made a profile of a woman and is he unconfused now? Uh, he's transgender. So yes, he's more. Unconfused. So he knows what he. Yeah, okay. except for the issue is when you watch this, you're like, well, while you figured that out, you really messed up this kid's yeah. life. And yeah. basically, and then he got, you know, drafted by the Chargers and he had like anxiety attacks. It it really is a really great watch if you kind of remember. But you, Oh, yeah, you know, I remember. That, yeah. that was a bizarre story. It's I mean, it was, bizarre. you know, yeah. Notre Dame found out about it, but didn't let the media know right before the bowl game. Yeah. And I'm thinking... Uh, I mean, it, it was just uh, initially you're like, okay, Manti Teo tried to dupe everybody. But from what I've heard, you're not the only friend that has seen the uh, the documentary. I mean, you, you do have some sympathy for him after you see this, correct? Oh, yeah. yeah you're yeah, like, oh, yeah. that poor kid. Yep. And then they're, the next one they're going to do is the NBA. Julie Brownman documentary. <laughs> You're going to be in it, as a matter of fact. Yeah, you know, damn straight. <laughs> if you have a documentary made about your life, I expect to get a call to be interviewed. Oh, you know, no, no, you're going to be. Yeah, you're, uh, yeah, you're going to be in it. Um, I'm not quite a, quite as confused as maybe others that we've alluded to, but still, right. I, I would like to speak. You will. <laughs> God, I don't know about that because I don't know what you're going to say. But the next one is going to be the NBA ref who was accused of Donahue. Yep. Tim Donahue. Yep. 
and he's going to start talking about what happened there. So I don't know. I like this. Yeah. yeah. Well, real life, real life drama, right? Like, yes. And by the way, real life drama, your drama, you're going to, cl- to Ohio next week. Yeah. This week. This week. Yep. Okay. And are they, what team are you guys playing? We're playing uh, St. Edwards. Okay. And what are they ranked? Which is a private school. Uh, in Cleveland, they are ranked, uh, I think, 16th in the country. Wow! They are the defending state champs in the state of Ohio. Uh, top classification. They were 15 and one last year. They're two and zero this year. Um, she's, you know, very talented, well coached. So this will be, as I said uh, earlier to a friend of mine in Cleveland, we are officially biting off a hunk, a big hunk of the bear's ass. <laughs> so excited to talk to you then next week. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. If I call uh, if I call in sick, uh, you know what, do the Julie Brownman podcast. I will, but you're going to do great. You 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 guys will be great. Hey, it's a you know what? It's a good test for us. Uh, they can't eat us. So this will be a barometer for where we are and then they continue playing in Ohio. We come back and we got we got our hands full playing here in Colorado. So it's a good test. And and I, I like it because it's it's like a college experience for our kids mm-hmm. that'll go on and play. I mean, you got to you know, you get them dressed up, you get them on the plane, you got meals, you land, you get in a bus. So it in that respect, um I I really enjoy the trip. How does that happen? Do they reach out to you or you No, we were we were one game short. We had nine games and we were unable to get a tenth game slated. Uh-huh. We traveled last year to Phoenix, so I was hoping we could get somebody to come to us this year. They don't travel out of Ohio, mm-hmm. so this is a, a one and done deal. But I had known Coach Lombardo back in Cleveland for a while and I just called him and so we uh we put it together. Exciting. We'll talk about yeah. all this next week. Yep. You want to say au revoir to me? Au revoir. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is pulling you in the center of the action with endless ways to make it rain this week. Sports betting has never been this convenient. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from anywhere the app is available. And if you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new players a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code LOGAN, my last name. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting to betting on your favorite players they really do it all check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day this week to cash in on their daily odds boosts new boosts are posted every single day for all the biggest sporting events DraftKings is safe reliable and secure it's really easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money whenever you want to download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now use promo code Logan L-O-G-A-N when you sign up and get up to $1,000 that's code Logan to get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.